Okay, today's daf is Erevin daf Yud Aleph. So we are continuing. So the, the Mishnah, the Mishnah told us, Those were the end, that was the, the, the end of the Mishnah, the first Mishnah that we had, that when you have a Tzura HaPesach, which is your standard community Erev, your neighborhood Erev, is going to be Tzura HaPesach, which we're going to see is uh, you have two, two uh, posts and you have a string on top, or Kana Agabam, we'll see how the Gemara defines it. So it could be wider than ten amas. So you look at your classic Eruv setup in a bungalow county, in a camp, in a community. It's going to be more than ten amas, no problem. So that's what the Mishnah said. So the Gemara comes along and says like this: Ashkechan, we found a case in our Mishnah that Suras Hapesach de Mehania Barachvay, that a Suras Hapesach helps. That even if it's wider than ten amas, it's fine. And Amaltara, this is going back to Dav Gimel, so that's the first picture I, I have over here at Sea or Bays. So according to the Rambam, an Amaltara is an image of birds on top of the, uh, the wall. The Mahania Begava, we said this on Dav Gimel, if we learn that the reason why 20 Amas is the maximum height of a Kaira or a Sukkah, because you're not going to be able to see it if it's too high, but if there's an Amaltara, there's something there that catches your attention, as that picture, thank you, of the, uh, of the birds. Or, as we said, it might be cedar planks. So something along those lines, that would be called an amaltara. So that would allow one to, to see it. That we know. The question is, ibcha mai. Does an amaltara work if it's wider than 10 amas? And does a tzuras apesach work if it's above 10 amas? So typically, when you have a tzuras apesach in a community Arab, if someone wants to see what we have over here, so the, the easiest one to look at is if you go on Highway 7. So there's a... There's a, uh, a wire going across Highway 7. Now, if it was, I don't know, if it would have to be very close to the ground, maybe 20 amas is pretty high. But then you might, you might, there's a concern. The trucks are going to take it. There'll be a concern if it's low down. How high can we make it? Can we take a Tsurus HaPesach? And could it be 50 feet in the air, 100 feet in the air? Is there any concern with having a high Tsurus HaPesach? So we have, we'd have two things that we know for sure. Tsurus HaPesach, the Mishnah says, even if it's wider than 10 amas, it's fine. And Amaltaro, we brought the bright Sadaf Gimel, even if it's about 20 amas, it's fine. What about an Amaltara helping on the width? And what about a Tzuras HaPesach working even if it's above 20 Amas? So Tashma, the Tanya, we have a favorite Shabraisa. It says, Mavu Yishugavoy, Mesem Amo Yemait. If you have a Mavu that's above 20 Amas, meaning the, the cross beam is above 20 Amas, Yemait, you have to lower it. However, Vimyeshle Tzuras HaPesach, but if this Kaira is a Tzuras HaPesach, Eina Tzarech Lamait, it could be below, it could be above 20 Amas, no problem. Amaltara. <laughs> By my. Okay, you answered question number one regarding a tzuras pesach that's above 20 amas tall. What about an amaltara berachbay? When you have a wide uh, tzuras pesach, does an amaltara help? My, what's the halacha? So tashma, the tani went to nebraisa, mavoi shehu gavoya me'esrim amma. You have a mavoi that's higher than 20 amas, you might, you have to make a lower. The harach of me'esr, if it's wider than 10 amas, you might, once again, you have to make a lower. V'miyesh la tzuras pesach if this mavoi has a tzuras pesach you don't have to make it uh, uh, smaller. And if there's an amatra, you do not have to make it smaller. There's no concern. So my lav, when the Bryce says that there's an amatra, you don't have to make it smaller. My lav is safe. It's going back, going even in the case where it's wide and you're making it narrower. But if there's an amatra, you don't have to make it any more narrow. Meaning, even if it's wider than 10 amas, as long as there's an amatra, there's a picture or something on this kaira or on the lechi, that would be good. The Gemara says, Lo, you know, Arisha, maybe when the Gemara says, if there's an Amaltara, ain't it, Sarah it's only talking about 
the height. When the height is above 20 amas, if there's an amaltero, you're fine. But we do not have any proof regarding an amaltero and the width uh, of the of this um, of the mavoi. Okay, masni la Rav Yehuda lechiyav Rav kamei the Rav einot sarech lamayit. When we said. If it's water than ten amas, you don't have to uh, be mamayit. And he read him the Mishnah. We had this Gemara on uh, on the face of Gimel, and Rav Yehuda um, said this in front of Rav that halacha is if you have a tzurah pesach, even if it's a uh, water than ten amas, there's no problem. However, Amar Lei Rav responded to Rav Yehuda, "Don't tell me that. That's not correct. Asne, you should really, in fact, teach what the Mishnah really says is tzarech lamayit. According to Rav, we have this." In the first daf or two on the first daf, in that base and base, Rav holds that a tzuras of Pesach doesn't help. It still cannot be wider than ten amis. How do we know that? How did Rav know that? If you remember, Rav learns out. He held that the, the Mishnah learns the size of a Pesach from the Heichal. The Heichal was only ten amis wide, and the Heichal had a tzuras of Pesach. So you see that tzuras of Pesach doesn't help you. You still can only be the maximum ten amis wide, even if you have a tzuras of Pesach. Okay, that is the opinion of Rav. So let's keep that in mind. Amar Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef said the following: Midivar Rabenu from the words of Rav. Nomad, we learn the following case. So this is a picture. It's, it's C or Aleph. Well, let's see if I can find this picture here. Uh, here we go. Picture. So, Chatzir Sheruba Psachim the Chalainas. You have a, a Chatzir. You have a courtyard. Sheruba, most of the walls are Psachim, are either entranceways, as you see these, uh, these entranceways right here, or, or there's windows, meaning it's not really closed off. There's uh, many holes in it. So halach is enani teres betzuras apesach. These entranceways, even though they are etzuras apesach, if you look, it looks like a doorway. You have a bunch of doorways in the front. Still, it doesn't help. My timer, hayul, because the parts, the uh, ex- the uh, breach is yoiser me'eser. Since there's more than ten amos uh, wide, oiser b'mavoi. So yoiser be'eser, oiser b'mavoi. We know that a part that parts inside of a mavoi is. If it's more than 10 amois, that's considered a breach, and you can no longer use that mavoi. And parts meruba ala oimed is aser b'chatzer. And we know the halach is when you have more breach than wall, when it comes to a chatzer, one cannot use that chatzer. So, so we, we're going to have a whole lumdus here. Ma, the same way we know by parts. Yoisim eser. Ha'oisim b'mavoi. Einanitir b'turasa pesach. When you have a mavoi that's greater than 10, that hey, you have a pirza that's greater than 10 amois, it still doesn't help you with a tzuras pesach Why? Because this is going in the opinion of Rav. Rav held a tzuras pesach doesn't help if it's wider than 10 amois. So that we know. So af parutz murubal amid, so too the same halacha, or a similar halacha, the concept of parutz murubal amid, which means there are two potential ways how to ruin a chatzar. One way is through uh, is through pirtzais, a pirtza greater than 10 amis. That's one way to ruin a chatzar. Another way to ruin a chatzar is if you have parts mubal amid, meaning even if none of the individual holes have are, are wider than 10 amis, I could still ruin it if there's parts mubal amid. So, the same way, the first problem of having a parts of 10 amis, according to Rav, it won't help you if you make a tsurisa uh, pesach on top of this. Breach, so too over here. When I have parrots, marubala, I mean, if I have more empty space than wall, which ruins a chatzer, it's a second way to ruin a chatzer. is not going to help. So we assume that parrots, marubala, I mean, is more chamur than than uh, parrots of ten amas. 
So the Gemara says, hold on a second. Mali yeser me eser ha oyser How could you compare the psul, the the um, the problem, the challenge of having more than ten amers open to having parts merubala oymed? Mali yeser me eser ha oyser Having a, a water gap of ten amers, you can't compare that to the halacha of parutz merubal aimed. Why? Well, I'll show you an example where we do allow parutz merubal aimed, but we do not allow a gap of more than 10 amas. So just because a tzuras pasach doesn't help to, to uh, alleviate this 10 ama gap, doesn't mean it's not going to help when I have parutz merubal aimed. How so? Because look, the Concern of having a, a gap, water than ten amas, which ruins a mavoi, still shakinli, taratabai, it's a pasi birois, according to our mayor, we're going to see this at length. Pasi birois, yesterday's daf, you have your well, and you have the four bases around the well, your four corners, four L shaped uh, um, boards. You have a lot of space there. So a mayor holds, it cannot be water than ten amas. We'll, we'll do the chajman, the calculations, why ten amas, why the other opinion was 13 and the third amas, if you remember yesterday's daf. But our mayor holds maximum space between the two L's, or the four bases, is 10 amas. Yet, what does he allow there? He allows parrots, merubala, I made, because those two boards are not going to be more wall than empty space. Time of a parrots, merubala, I made, ha'isir which does ruin a chatzar. However, shakini tarte eats a pasi beroyes, they're very cold. Everyone agrees that when, you, when the heter of pasi beroyes allows or ignores the problem of parrots, merubala, I made. So why are you telling me the same way Rav would hold? That when I have a breach of ten amas, a simple tzuras pesach is not going to help once it's watered in the ten amas. It must be hold that when I have parrots merubal oimid, tzuras pesach is not going to help either. Who told you that? How do you know that? Parrots merubal oimid, we ignore it sometimes. So maybe we will allow a tzuras pesach to clear up that issue. So let's go back to our picture, which we have on the screen. So in that case, maybe Rav would say it's fine. Since I have a tzuras pesach, and that should take out, and th- those, those gaps are not more than 10 amas, that should take out the concern of parrots merubal oimid, because I have a tzuras pesach there. So the Gemara says, you're right. Lema misayela. So we have, no, we have no raya from there. I'll find you another raya. The funnest halalu, yeah, the following story. The funnest halalu, these walls, sharubam psachin v'chalainos, the, um, Brysa says, when I have mo- most of them are psachim, are entranceways, v'chalainos and windows, mutter, you're allowed to carry in it, ulevad, sheyehe oimin merubal aparats. What does it say clearly? That you have to have the oimid, the walled area has to be more than the parrots than the, than the breached area. Now, first of all, how could you say that, it, that, it's, that it's mostly made up of, of, uh, of walls of, and, and breaches? If it's mostly made up, made up of walls and breaches, you're never going to have I made Marubala parts. It's just not going to fit mathematically. So the Gemara says, you're right. Ela'imo, what it meant to say was, there are many, there are a lot of psach in the chalans, a lot of entranceways, doorways, and windows. However, but you could theoretically have more wall than space. So what do you see from here? That clearly the Tzur Sapesach is not going to help you if you have parrots, Maruba, Alaimates. So this is actually a raya to what Rav Yosef said in the name of Rav, that if Tzur Sapesach doesn't help when it's, when it's wider than 10 Amos, it's not going to help me alleviate the concern of parrots, Maruba, Alaimates, when I have all these windows and doors opening into this wall. However, Amrav Kahana, Kitanyahi, that Brisa, 
which discusses the Tzuras HaPesach, and it's not working unless you have Oimid, Meruba, Al HaParutz, that's Bepischei Shimai, talking about these uneven doorways or these broken doorways. So this is a very interesting halacha, comes up in Hilchas Mezuzah, and it's called Pischei Shimai. My Pischei Shimai, what exactly is Pischei Shimai? So Pligiba Rav Rechumi Rav Yosef. There's a machlikis between Rav Rechumi and Rav Yosef. Chad uh, Amar, one of them says, what's the problem? The last who shikfei. There's no mashkoif. Uh, so look at this picture. Uneven. You don't have an even doorway. So this is a good shayla in Hilchus Mezuzah. You don't have a. You don't have a. Um, this is Tzior Bays. If you're following on the on the phone, or you're looking on the Zoom. It's a Tzior Bays right there. That's one man da'amar. The less lahu shikfei. Shaggy, you have your eyes uh, behind Tzior Bays. Yeah, you got it. Bays, but yeah. What? Oh, goes in order. Okay. Yeah, the old version. The chad amar the less lahu tikra. Or the other way, there's no, here we go, which way am I going? There's no, nothing on top of it. So this is not a Tzuras Pesach. So don't bring me a riot for me that Tzuras Pesach doesn't work. When we're discussing, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, very good. When we're discussing this, this uh, many breaches in the fence, parrots, merubal, I made, not true. There's no Tzuras Pesach here. So it's not exactly the same case. Even Rav Yechen holds like Rav, that a Tzuras Pesach doesn't work when it's wider than 10 amas. Again, we know, working backwards, halacha lamaisa, even if it's wider than 10 amas, we know we're good to go. But we're learning in the opinion of Rav that if it's wider than 10 amas, it is not considered a good tzuras tapasach. And how do we see the Rabbi Yochanan holds like this? There was a, a, the story with, a story with the following person who came me bikas base chartan came from this place shenots arba kundesan he stuck four pegs into the ground ba'arba pinas hasade in the four corners of the field umasach zmoira aleim and he threw this uh, branch on top of them in order to make a tzurasa pesach now why did he do this halacha is that you cannot plant your uh, vegetables or your your seeds next to next to a vineyard. We have this by Klai HaKerem. We have this uh, by the Amos Sugyas, right? So one of the ways to do it is if you put a mechitza there, then you don't need Da'al Amos. You don't need that whole space. Well, by my stuff, in Chacham V'tirlo, in Klai, they said, you know what? That's a good Tzuras Pesach. That's a good mechitza when it comes to Klai, and you're allowed to plant right next to the vineyard as long as you have this, uh, these poles, this Tzuras uh, Pesach in front of it. So I think I have a picture here. No. Yeah, Tzuras Dalad. Now, Vama Reish Lakish, Reish Lakish said, Kederach Shetilalin Klai, in the same way they allowed this uh, contraption when it comes to Kalayim, Kachetiruloi, Lenin Shabbos. This is also a Mechitza for Shabbos. Rabbi Yechon Amar, no, Lekalayim and Tiruloi, they allowed it for Kalayim, but Lenin Shabbos, Lenin they did not allow it for Shabbos. So, Bemayaskinan, what are we talking about? Now, this following sugyo, the next page, of, uh, of, of Erevin comes up all the, all the time in community Erevin. So I'll try to give you some pictures, examples. Okay, Ilim, I mean, that's sad. If you're talking about that, the Tzuras HaPesach comes on the side. So, if you have a, here we go, we'll use the pens. Or you look at the next picture, it's obvious. The, the um, look at C or Hey. So there, you don't, do not have the Kaira, the cross beam. We'll call it the cross beam, but it means the Tzuras HaPesach is not a, uh, is not, you know, on top, it's minatsar. It's on the side. It's not going on top of the beam. 
right? You tell me that the case was that this, the Tzuras HaPesach was not on top of the Lechi, it was on the side of the Lechi. This comes up when you have your telephone wires. You don't always have on top of it. You didn't do anything. And you see this all the time. There was, uh, you know, people trying to make an Eruv. And you figure you take the sticks and a string. But the most important part, this comes up when you're tying it. When you tie the string to the stick, you have to make sure you go over the lechi and then tie it. If you tie it to the side, it's called a it's called a tzuras You have to tie it on top. You have to get the string or the rope over the lechi. Then you figure out how to tie it. You fasten it or whatever. You tape it, but it has to go over. If it's minatzad on Rav Chista, tzuras vesachasam minatzad leyasavai klum. Ella, it must be al gabon. It has to be resting on top of the on top of these. You say this on top of the we're called lechis, but on top of the the stick. Ubemai, what are we talking about here? How wide is this? Uh, is this um, is this Pesach? If you're telling me it's ten amos wide, it's a preferish Mishnah. You can argue and go with Rav maximum ten amos, but if it's less than ten, there were ten amos or less. How in the world Rav Yechonon say that oh it doesn't work for Shabbos? And a lot of it must be yes sir, me yes, there must be more than ten amos. And Rav Yechonon who says that it doesn't work for Shabbos is going like Shitas Rav. So therefore, just to circle back to what we said before. We got it? From the fact that Abiyachan holds that this doesn't work for Shabbos, it must be holds like Rav, and this case was wider than 10 Amas. He allowed it for a client, uh, but he did not allow it for Shabbos. Good. So we have another Amira that holds like Rav. So the Gemara says, no, we're talking about it is only 10 Amish wide. So I, how could Rabbi Yechonon say it doesn't work? The Mishnah says, everyone agrees, a tzuras to Pesach works for Shabbos. We're talking about when it's from on the side. And it's on the side. And therefore, the Machlikis is regarding Rav Chista. Rav Chista says that Surah Sapesach, that's, that, that's on the side, it's garnished, nothing. And therefore, he holds that although this doesn't work for Shabbos, it only works for Klein. But Reish Lakish doesn't hold the Rav Chista, and therefore he allows this to be used on, even on Shabbos. And the Gemara says, for Rami, the Rabbi Yechonon, the Rabbi Yechonon, the Kasha, Rabbi Yechonon, on a different memra of Rabbi Yechonon, the Rami, the Rish Lakish, the Rish Lakish, and we'll see the following. Dama Rish Lakish, Mishim Yehuda, Rabbi Chanina. Rish Lakish said the following in the name of Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Chanina. Peya, which uh, sounds like uh, Rashi says, it sounds like Peya Nachres, like a Sheto, but it means you took vines and you crawl and you put it over uh, two uh, two beams, making a mechitza. Muteres Lidian Klein. That works for Klein. And you're allowed to plant. You're allowed to plant on the other side. Of this, Surah Sapesach. Avaloy le Shabbos, but it doesn't work for Shabbos. Rabbi Yechon Amar, Kimechitzois le Shabbos deloy, the same way it doesn't work for Shabbos. Tach Mechitzois le Klaim deloy. It doesn't work for Klaim either. So this argues on what he said before, because it argues on both. Reish Lakish originally said, Kiderech Shetir le Lenin Klaim, Kachetir Lenin Shabbos, right? Here he says, mutaris for Klayim, but not for Shabbos. And Rabbi Yechanan, who said it's only mutter for Klayim, but not for Shabbos, here he says, they're not, it's not good for, for neither Shabbos 
or climb. So we have a kasha and a kasha What do you hold? Does this makeshift surasapesa does it work for klayim? Does it work for Shabbos? Does it work for neither? Does it work for both? Which one is it? So Bishlema the Rishlakish and the Rishlakish like Kasha Hadi Day. When Rishlakish said before that a Tsurasa Pesach works even on Shabbos, he was saying his own opinion. Ha! When he says it doesn't work, he's quoting someone else. Amar Rishlakish Mishum Rabbi Huda Rabachanina. It's not a problem. He was quoting Rabbi Huda Rabachanina. Ella de Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan Kasha. Still, we have a question. According to Rabbi Yechanan, originally he said by the, the first case, and I'm an Aleph, that it works for Shabbos. It works for Klein, but not for Shabbos. And here he says it doesn't work for either of them. So, if you want to tell me, in the case on Amit Aleph, when you had the person who stuck four pegs into the ground, and he put this, this uh, grapevine on top of it to be a Tzuras Pesach. And he said, it works, so that's Al Gabon. He put it on top, which is a, the proper way how to make a Mechitza. Hacha, when we said it's no good, he put him in outside. He put it on the side. It's a shopper. It makes sense. Then the first case, Rabbi Yochanan said, it works for, <coughs> it works for, uh, it works for Klein, but it doesn't work for Shabbos. Over here, when you put it on the side, it doesn't work for neither Shabbos nor Klein. If you tell me they're both talking about examples where the Tzuras HaPesach was put on the side. It wasn't put directly on top of the Lechi. It was put on, on the side of it. Michael Amemar, we, we still have a stira. The first case, the first time Rabbi Yechonon said it's fine for Klaim, and now he says it's not good for Klaim, nor Shabbos. So the Gemara says, you're right. Both of this, these discussions were talking about Minatzad. Hasam, Rabbi Yechonon, before, when he said that it works for Klaim, that's Be'eser. It's not wider than ten Amis. So there's a special din by Kalayim. That even though you have this terrible Tzuras Pesach, so typically a Tzuras Pesach has to look like a door frame. Look at your, your classic door frame. There's no Minatzad. You have you have a Kanamikan, uh, Kanamikan, the Kanagabov. You have your Ches, whatever you want to call it, but it goes directly on top of the doorpost. That's a regular Tzuras Pesach. Tzuras Pesach Minatzad, which means the door po- the door, the the, uh, the top of the door is on the side. It's not. It's not on top of the, the frame. That's not a real Tzuras Pesach. So when it comes to Shabbos, no good. What about when it comes to Kalayim? So if it's within Ten Amos, some reason Rabbi Yechanan is Mekom. So One of them has less than Ten Amos, and that's why it's fine for Kalayim. But here it's greater than Ten Amos, and therefore even for Kalayim, it is not considered a Tzuras HaPesach. Now, how do we see that there's a difference between wider than Ten Amos and less and narrower than Ten Amos? Wasn't this the following story? Went by Rabbi Yechon Menuri to learn Torah. Even Rabbi Shua himself was an expert in Hilchas Kalayim. Still, he went to Rabbi Yechon Menuri to learn Halacha what was going on in the field. It seems like he was, uh, he was a farmer or he dealt with practical Halachas. He wanted to see what was going on. He found Rabbi Yechon Menuri sitting amongst the trees. He was stretching out a vine from one tree to another tree, similar to a Tzuras HaPesach. Rabbi, so Rabbi Yechon tells him, Rabbi, I'm sorry, he tells Rabbi Yechon Menuri, Rabbi, if I have Grapes on one side of a vine, can I plant on the other side? Meaning, is that a good mechitza? Amalai, be'eser, mutter. If it's less than 10 amois, it's mutter. Be'yoyser, me'eser, 
Also, when it's greater than 10 amas wide, then the Tzuras of Esau does not work. Now, Bimayas, you know what are you talking about? Ilium al-Gabon. If you're telling me that the case was it was a classic Tzuras of Esau, which is al-Gabon, the wire or the vine went directly on top of the beam, on top of the pole. Yoitzim me'eser, Aser, if it's wider than 10 amas, Aser, that's your classic era of Tanya. Hayusham konin hadoi karonim. Let's you had this... These kanim, these these beams, that or these reeds that had dikronim, which means that what is it tapered? It uh, it gets narrower as it gets higher. Either way, and you put this pear, you put the branch on top of it. It's a classic We're talking about where it's on the side. It's not a good surah Still, it works for kalayim. The ka'armale. Uh, and he told them the eser mutter, but yoisim me eser aser. When it's when it's uh, within ten amos, it's fine. But yoisim me eser more than ten amos is aser shmamino. So here is a good proof how Rabbi Yochanan knew that we do differentiate when it comes to kalayim between greater than ten amos or narrower than ten amos regarding a inferior tzuras apesach. But if you have a good tzuras apesach, we do not pass them like Rav. It could be a hundred amos uh, wide. Okay, just halacha lemaisa. We paskin as we're going to see. Uh, here, just listen to the next line. Gufa, Amrav Chista, Tzuras HaPesach Shasomen HaTzad. You have a Tzuras HaPesach that was made on the Tzad. Le'asav Le'klum, it is nothing. Meaning if you have a, you have your Tzuras HaPesach, you have your telephone wire, your telephone pole, and the wire is on the side, doesn't work. So I just want to show you two Shilas that are controversial, Halakha Lamaisa, regarding city Erevin. And uh, okay, in this community, we're machmer on both, but halakhically, you could probably be makel on both. So here's one. Here we go. If everybody sees this on the Zoom, it's one of the last uh, pictures. Uh, you see a telephone uh, uh, wire, and the wire does not go on top of the pole. Illustration three? It's uh, illustration three, yes. This is from Rabbi uh, Bechhofer's book. Credit to him. So he's actually machmer in this, but I think most. Fine. Okay, here we go. So if you, see, if you look over here, the wire's on the side. So is this considered Minat Sad? Or is it considered on top? What's, this, what's the have minute to say it's minatsad? Well, look, it's not, it doesn't go on top of the pole. On the other hand, many places can say that since it's going in the, in the direction, uh, it's a vertical, it's part of the pole, and it's still going up, many places can hold that this is in fact considered min, uh, it, it's lamala, it's on top, it's not considered minatsad. We do not have any of these that are actually part of our Eruv, Baruch Hashem, so we don't have to figure that out. Here's another one. Uh, figure 17. So this is very interesting. This is called Tachav. It's not Menat Sad, and it's not on top. This is not mentioned in the Gemara. What if it goes through the pole? So if you look, this is called Tachav, figure 17. And on one hand, you would say, well, it's not on the side, right? Maybe it does look like some type of Tzuras HaPesach, and it should be fine. So most of the Achorinim are Mekel. The Marsham, I believe, the Archa Shulchan, they're making, even the Mishnah Brewer said it's only a suffix. However, all these, uh, all the recent books that came out uh, in English on Hilchaz Erevin, they're all machmerdas. They make it as if it's not even a Shiloh. It's 100% uh, puzzle. And most Erevin, backup Erevin, if they had this, because you're working with the telephone uh, wires, the companies. First of all, today, a lot of the, a lot of the developers are, are paying that they put the wires underneath the ground. They, they, you know, if you want to sell your, your either commercial real estate or your multi, uh, 
multi or residential family, you want to show a nice, beautiful picture. You don't want to see these big wires in the front. So we've seen it on the other side of, uh, of, uh, of Highway 7. They're literally taking down these poles. And that's why we have a problem every Friday. We, we, you know, we put up a fence, we do something, we try to figure it out. But they're literally taking the existing wires and they're getting paid, the XL energy is getting paid to put it underneath the ground. Because nobody wants to see it. It doesn't look, uh, it's not aesthetically pleasing. People want, uh, you know, to have their porches and get good sunlight. They don't want anything blocking their way. And they're and it's safer to be on the ground. So they're getting rid of these things. But either way, this is a classic uh, Shiloh. Many Paiskim are Mako. I know that Rav Schachter's Mako. Um, many of the, the Paiskim that are, deal with Erevin are Mako. But in the, I would call it the Yeshivisha world, this is unheard of. Even though most Paiskim are Mako. Fine. That's just two things because the Gemara doesn't mention it. The Gemara says Menatzad. It's not Menatzad. It goes through the beam. It's not Menatzad. Fine. Let's keep going. The Amar Rav Chista. Rav Chista says, Tzurista Pesach, She'asam Menatzad. I'm sorry. Tzurista Pesach, She'amru. When the Chama said it, Tzurista Pesach, Tzricha She'tehei Briyak, Di Lahamad Badalas. Let's say I took a string and I just literally put the string in the air and I, uh, and I, I somehow made an L and I have a Tzurista Pesach of, of a rope. Halacha is, since this cannot hold kilahamad badelis, vafil delis shalkashin, it cannot hold a straw uh, delis, a straw door, it is possible. So how do we rely on our lechis, or tzuras of Pesach? So you, if you fasten it to a wall, to a tree, it could indeed hold a delis, so that's why that's fine. But if you just had a standalone little piece, you have some like a uh, rubber stick or something, that's your tzuras of Pesach. If that thing cannot hold a door, uh, uh, delis, shalkash, a straw door that would not be considered a tzuras of Pesach. Another halacha, Amarish Lakam Shunav Yanai, tzuras of Pesach, Tzricha Ba Heker Tzir. You need a Heker Tzir. Heker Tzir comes up in Hilchas Mezuzah as well, which means it's a, it's a, there's something in there that shows that there could be a door. So they have some pictures here of, um, of the classic place they would put the, uh, what's it called? The um, hinge, yeah. That would be a Heker Tzir. But that's the Shita of, of, my which is the small hole where the door, a door would fit into it. So this thing over here, avakta, is really avkasa. So that's what you need because it has to be a real tzuras abasa. We do not pass like this. You would not be able to have a, tzura, have a community eruv if this would be brought down the halacha. Did did Rav Ashi say anything about tzuras abasa? He didn't tell us any halachas that we're going to say over. Tana. Another brayso tzuras abasa sheamru. Kanamikan, you have one beam on one side, the Kanamikan, another beam on the other side, the Kanagabam, only have two pens here, but basically you have Kana, Kana, and the Kanagabam on top. That's how it has to be for your Tsuras Pesach. Next question. Tsrichin Liga, but ain't Tsrichin Liga, another classic community area of Shiloh. The, or city Eruv. Does it, ask, does it actually have to touch? So when you're making your own Eruv in your bungalow colony or in your home, very easy. You take, you take uh, your, your fishing, uh, fishing wire, put it on top of your two-by-fours, no problem. And it should be touching it. Why not? What if it can't? Classic example, you have your, your uh, telephone wires that are 30 feet in the air. If I want to put a, a, a beam or a stick all the way up, so let's go back to that, that, uh, that picture. So imagine this wasn't good. Which picture do we have? Imagine our picture of the wire wasn't good. Let's say we pass and it's not good. So how am I going to get a stick all the way up there? I'm not putting my own pole there. So what you could do theoretically is put something alongside the pole near the wire. And if you look up, maybe we'll hit it. So the question is, does the does the uh, lechi, we call it a lechi, but does the stick, does the yasid have to actually touch the top wire or not? Maybe if it's just above it, somehow that will work. So that's the Gemara's kasha. Above it, it's, it's 
Love of three tochen, that's fine. You could go with love it, but let's say it's let's say it's not three tochen. Let's say I have the wire over here. <laughs> I want to put a stick right here. Okay? I should have taken a picture. We have one. We have what, a um what, um Oh, so there's something called good asik that uh, we're gonna say that the uh, extends up, yeah. That's the kasha. Does it work or not? We have we, we actually used to use it, and we don't use it anymore once we fixed it. But there was uh, one week we had a problem. So on one of the poles, there was actually a huge I think it's called a cable box that came out like four feet from the pole. I don't know a lot of uh, a lot of zooming going on in that house. But that was so wide that I was able to hit the wire. And we have to figure out how to measure it, by the way. There's two ways to approach it. In halacha, do we just look at it? Oh, so it's on top of, it's on top of it, you have good, you have, you have good asik, it's on top? Or do you have to use some plumb line, you have to use fancy equipment, you have to go at night and, and uh, take a laser and see if it's directly on top? Or could you just go by uh, what's near the ayin? So most of the place can hold, you should definitely not rely on that. So as long as it looks fine, We'll, we'll consider it as it being fine. But either way, the Gemara asked the following Shiloh. Before we got to Halach HaLamaisa, do we say Tzrich and Liga? Does it actually have to be touching it? Oh, it ain't Tzrich and Liga. It could be on top of it, 10 feet above. As long as it's on top, it doesn't actually have to touch it. So Rav Nachman Amar ain't Tzrich and Liga. Rav Sheish is Amar Tzrich and Liga. Rav Nachman says no need. Rav Sheish says you actually actually has to touch. Also Rav Nachman Amar Uvda Beirish Kalusa Kishimate. Rav Nachman, once he, he, um, he, did, he did this by the uh, Reish Galusa, according to his Shita. So Rav Nachman held that ain't Tzrich and Liga, so he built, he built an Erev for the Reish Galusa. And when he built this Erev, there were these high wires, and he put, you know, these beams, you know, 10 Tvachim high, and they were, they were underneath the wire, but it didn't actually touch it. That's what he did. So Amalei Rav Shishin L'Shamei, L'Shamei, Rav Shishin told his secretary, Shamoi, who was Rav Gadda, Zil Shalayf Shadino, take away those beams, because it's not a good Erev. They shouldn't even think it's a good Erev. So Azul Shalayf Shadino, he went and took the beams away, which is interesting, you're allowed to do that, you're allowed to just break, uh, break an Erev because you hold it's not good. So we'll see what happened. The people in Mishkulusa found this Rav Gada. They put him in prison. What are you uh, vandalizing our era for? Get out of here. So Azar Rav Sheshes, Rav Sheshes came. Come up, Baba. He stood by the door of the prison. Amalei. He said, Gada, Pukta, come out. Nofak, but also he came out. And I guess the people in Mishkulusa, they realized he was just following orders of Rav Sheshes to vandalize this Erev. Now, Ashkechin, it's a very funny story here. We'll, we'll, we'll see at the end. Ashkechin, Rav Sheshes, Rav Sheshes found Rav Shmuel. Amalei, Tani, Marmidi, did you ever hear anything regarding this halacha, B'tzuras, the Pesach, Amalei? Yeah, in. I actually learned something. Tanina, we have a bright that says like this. Kipa, when it comes to a kipa, a kipa is your arch. So... Let's see if we have, so, we have, so I actually brought some Hilchus Mezuzah pictures. We'll see if we have time for it, otherwise you'll just think about it. Um, here we go. Here we go, in this case, Sior Gimel. You have a kippah, you have an arch. Rameir says, Mechaiv Mezuzah. So as long as it's 10 Tvachim high, Rameir says, Yechaiv Mezuzah. The Chum say, Pait in your Pait from Mezuzah. So what exactly are we talking about here? The Shavin, Rameir and the Chum agree, Shem Yesh Piragleha Asara. Let's say there's 10 Tfachim of straight wall in the kippah, which would be this case of your tzi or dalit here. So you have before the arch is formed, you have ten tfachim of height, and then you have this arch. So then she chayavas. Everyone agrees you're chayav. And people make doorways like that. That's a beautiful doorway. So what do you see from here? We see that if you look at it, look at the top of this arrow where the ten tefach ends. There's nothing on top of it. It's yeah, uh, yeah, that's also one of them. Here, the it's not touching the top of the 
of the arch. The top of the arch is all the way in the middle, right? But we're imagining, that's the way Rashi learns, that the stones on top of the arch, there is some stones above it, and therefore that's considered the tzura of the Pesach. What is right above, I don't know if I'm pointing, where I'm pointing at, but the, the arch itself is not the tzura of the Pesach. I have my door, door the, the side of the door, then there's an arch. So what's the top of this? Not this arch, it's if we, we're gonna see Chaykakin, we're gonna view the, little... we'll get to that soon, yeah, even to make the shear. Let's say I have the shear already. I don't have to do anything to make the shear, but if I look up, there's going to be stones on top. That, le- that level of stone that's above the arch, that's directly on top, but it's not touching. So we see from there that it doesn't have to touch the, the top. Just by the way, I want to show you how this comes up, Hilchus Mezuzah. I want to just bring out Rashi's Shita. So, again, okay, sorry for the sideways here, but look at this arch over here. Uh, this is Ois Memches, one of the sideways pictures. You'll see that here, according to Rashi, you would not need to, to have a mezuzah. I believe, um, yeah, because there's no mashkoit. All I have is two, two, uh, two door posts. There's nothing on top. This arch is part of the door post. It's not the roof on top. The roof on top, you have to have something there, more bricks, more stone. So if I only have the arch, thank you for flipping it. So that, according to Rashi, that there's no tzuras pesach there, because that arch is part of the it's part of the door frame. It's not the top of the door. So therefore. That's how Rashi learns our sugya. So when the Gemara brings this case that was filled in, he had stones on top. The stones on top, that's the top of the door. And that is not touching the doorpost. So we have a raya from there, like Rav Nachman, that does not need to be touching each other. Even though, even though this is a doesn't even though as far as you look up and you see some sort of stone there, that should It has to be above the arch. So this, this whole entire stone is, is moving. It's a circle. It's making, it's making the arch. Even though when you're Right, but that's the arch. My, that's my doorway. My doorway's going like this. All right, fine. Amar Abayah. So let's go into some of these halachas by mezuzah. Amar Abayah. Abayah says, Hakamoidim gavaya asara vein berag leha shloisha. Let's say it's ten tefachim high. But the feet of it, the ragleha, the, the door posts, the sides, are do not have three tefachim of width before it goes... Uh, narrower than four tefachim. So let's get you a case right here at C or Hay. So in order to be a proper doorway, it has to be four tefachim wide. Imagine your, uh, your, your broom closet. Is your broom closet chayv and mezuzah? It doesn't even, it's not even a shiloh. It's not four tefachim wide. Forget about how deep it is. It's not, it's not even close, right? So I have to have a four tefach wide entranceway before it's even thought about being a chayv and mezuzah. Over here, it got narrower, less than four tefachim wide, before it was three tefachim above the ground. So you can start talking about lovud. Everyone agrees, um, that that's not good. Inami or If never gets a ten tefachim high, that's also not good. That is garnished. Ki what's the machlokes between our mayor and Rabbi Yehuda? That when you do have three tefachim of a four tefach wide entranceway. So look at Sior uh, Vav. And then later on, it gets narrower. Arba. And you do not have four tefachim by the time it gets to ten tefachim high. You do not have four tefachim uh, of, of an entranceway. 
But Shaggy was mentioning there's a concept of so look at C or Zion, the cutout over here. There's enough stone in the wall where I can theoretically cut it out and widen the door. So you could do this. But either way, from Rav Nachman, we see that it does not need to be touching. So let's go back to our story. Certainly, Rav Sheish has told Rav Shmuel, who taught him this brisa, that in fact, this Reish Kalusa's Arab was fine. So before he vandalized it, he should have asked him. So he says, If you find the people in the Reish Kalusa, don't tell them anything. Don't tell them that we, what we did was wrong. Let them think that we're being machmer, we, we uh, vandalized the era of don't get back to them interesting uh, end note for the Gemara but he said don't tell them our little secret over here okay even though here we can't say well, this is another we're trying to create the shear of ten tvachim that's just a stam halacha but we, we don't need that that's my chalakas are man the chum everyone, everyone agrees that first case right so th- that'll be fun it doesn't have to touch that's what we pass him we pass him does not need to touch but it has to be directly over it another just by another halacha that comes up often is how do you measure the, that the, uh, the Vanalechi goes up? A good asik, right? So I have a, a wire over here, and I have a stick. I want to see if, the, if, if I take a plumb line or I look at it, it's going to go directly underneath the wire. But typically, when especially you have uh, man-made stuff, um, they're usually bent, right? You're, you look at your typical telephone pole. It's not straight in the air. It's angled, right? Especially over time. So how do I, do I have to follow the angle to get to the wire? Halacha is no. You have to follow the top of the pole, the top of the pole has to be directly underneath. This becomes very difficult to measure, especially by eyesight, because you look at the bottom of the pole, the pole's like tapering that way, it's leaning that way, the wire's over here, so it could get complicated, and we try to never rely on it, maybe a few inches, that, that makes sense, to rely on it a few inches, you can't touch the wire, let's say it's a live wire, so you put a, a U-guard all the way up, so you'll be off by an inch, that's fine, but to uh, be off by 30 feet, looking this way, looking that way, you have angles, it's very difficult to rely on that lahalacha. Okay, let's see the Mishnah, and a few more lines, it should go quickly, and then we'll, uh, we'll take a break. The Mishnah says like this. Heksher Mavoy. So we have the second Mishnah of our Gemara. Heksher Mavoy. How do you make a Mavoy? Kasher. So we've quoted this uh, often. Beishamay Oymrim Lechi Vikaira. In order to make a Mavoy, again, we're assuming at this point that a Mavoy is three walls. You have your Ches, and in the entrance way, you have to make a Lechi and a Kaira according to Beishamay. Beisil Oymrim Oy Lechi Akaira. Either a a, um, a lechi or a kaira or a cross you need to actually have two lechis not just one and the Gemara is going to get into what Rabbi Lezer holds so there's a certain Talmud quoted Rabbi Shmuel in front of Rabbi Kiva and he said when you have a mavoi that's less than four amos wide there's no machlekes between Meshamah and Meshilal even Meshamah agreed to Meshilal that either a lechi or a kaira suffices what do they argue about when it's wider than four amos up until ten amos wide, you need one or the other. No, they argue on everything. They argue even when it's less than down amos wide, you need a lechi and a kaira. So the Gemara says like this: Kiman, who does this? Mishnah go like So at this point, the Gemara assumes that when the Mishnah speaks about a mavoi, it's talking about a mavoi mefulosh, a mavoi that's open 
that's open on two sides, not open on one side. And we brought down previously the Tanakama holds that basically holds you need to have Delasa, you need to have doors, and uh, or, or you know, and, and Hanani had a, had a different shita, but it didn't just help with Lechia Kaira, it needs to rest and need doors. Homachalik is over there. It doesn't go like anyone. So, Rabbi Huda, you're right. We're not talking about that. Hachikamar, let's rewrite our Mishnah. Hechshir Mavoi, Sasum, Ketzad. How do I fix? How do I. Uh, how do I. Kasher, a mavi sasum, which is closed on three sides. I'm only dealing with one entranceway. That's the machlekes. One more gemara. You need a lechi and a kaira. In order to create a kasher mavi, you need to have a lechi and a kaira. So the gemara says, "Lememra the kasari beishamai abra mechitas daraisa." You're telling me that by Shammai holds, in order to create a Rishos HaYachid, you need to have four walls, even if the fourth wall is the Shvacha wall, but that's what's needed to create a, a Rishos HaYachid? So the Lord says, like, not necessarily. Lizroik, if I'm standing in Rishos HaRabim, we always use the term Lizroik, that means Midaraisa. If I'm standing in Rishos HaRabim and I threw something into this three-walled place, once it's three walls in this Mavoy, even Meshamah agrees. You're Chayim on Shabbos for carrying. This is identified as a Rosh Hashayachid Darais, so they give a person skila. However, Letalta to tell me it's 100% mutter to carry in this place, meaning even Midra Abadon, no, Adeka Arba, Chazal say you need to have a fourth wall, Midra So don't bring me any raya that I need four walls for Daraisa. Not true, as we always understood. Three walls makes it a Rosh Hashayachid Daraisa. The fourth little piece, the Lechi or Kaira, makes it that I'm allowed to carry even. Does Basilo hold that it's the three mechitzos make it a deraisa and not uh, and not two? Maybe you need three mechitzos to make it a deraisa. The Gemara says, "Why no?" Lizrak, perhaps, and we don't pass on this, but Lizrak, perhaps, throwing something from a shusarabim into a shusayachid. Maybe there's only two walls. We have this yesterday's daf. We have it tomorrow again. Rabbi Yehuda holds that two walls. Are considered a rishus harabim. That was considered rishus yachid. He allowed one to put a, uh, a lechi in a highway, right? If you have houses on both sides, maybe even Basil agrees to that. Mishtaim with mechayiv, you'd be chayiv through something from a rishus harabim into a place with two walls. But letalta to allow me to carry adik shalosh, you need to have three real mechitzas and a fourth, you know, lechi akira. So therefore, you have no raya what Basil held. All right, yashukayach.